Because it gets complicated is when you stop wanting to use it. If it's too complicated, you'll never come back to the system and won't make any progress. So simple is repeatable. It's something you'll come back to and it makes it enjoyable. If you're not organized, you cannot systemize, you cannot optimize. Welcome to the Rad Money Podcast. We're Rebecca and Dylan, husband and wife and financial coaches for married couples. Do you and your spouse want to reach financial freedom and start building wealth, but you're not sure where to start? Have you tried to budget and pay off debt, yet you struggle to see your net worth actually increase? Rad Money is the finance podcast that helps millennial married couples get on the same page about one of the toughest topics they will face in their marriage. Our goal is to help you and your spouse work together to reach your financial goals and strengthen your marriage along the way. Welcome to this episode of the Rad Money Podcast. Today, we are talking about something critical to the foundation of your finances, and that has to do with your system. How organized is your system for managing your money? And this is so important because without a solid system, you know where everything's at, you understand why it's organized the way that it is. Without that, financial decisions are going to be super hard and it's going to be really challenging to make any progress. If you constantly feel like you're refiguring out why your money's where it is and what you're really doing with it. So this is going to be really helpful, especially if you're just getting started, because this is where we start with every single one of our clients. Yeah, just like how I helped Nathan and Maggie, one of my first clients actually that I ever worked with. Yeah. And so after I was done working with them, Nathan left this really nice review and it's all about how it started with organizing their finances. So Nathan said, Dylan helped my partner and I build a sustainable, long-term and realistic plan for getting out of debt and building a healthy financial life. He uses simple and effective tools that make it easy to see progress. He facilitated an open environment to talk about money helpfully and without judgment. We have created an action plan and Dylan has given us the tools and knowledge to succeed. We would highly recommend to anyone wanting to rid themselves of debt or bad financial habits to get on a healthy financial plan that fits into your lifestyle. Thank you so much, Nathan. It was awesome working with them and they like it really came down to getting them organized. I remember the moment where the light bulb went off when we were just talking about how to organize their finances how to put all the pieces in place. And it was like everything clicked. Yeah, well, and the key line there is is that you help them set up a system that was simple. Yeah. So many people are overthinking and overcomplicating the way that they're organizing their finances. Yep. They are. They think that like to be successful, that you ha- there's all these tricks and hacks and all these games that you have to play. And it's absolutely not true. The most effective systems are the simplest systems yes. that you can just go back to again and again and again that it makes it easy to manage. Because as soon as it gets complicated is when you stop wanting to use it. Right. Uh, yeah. If it's too complicated, you'll never come back to the system and won't make any progress. So simple is repeatable. It's something you'll come back to and it makes it really enjoyable. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like, what's the point? Yeah. So that was really the first thing that we did to organize our finances was we realized that simple meant that it was something that we would use. And right. so we looked for how can we make this as streamlined as possible so that it's kind of idiot proof. Uh, idiot proof, but also like, how can I save time? I don't want to spend all day reviewing my finances and figuring out where I stand. I want to be able to make decisions quickly to check in on my progress and just move on with my day. Right. Because who wants to spend a ton of time doing this? Nobody. Everybody avoids it because they actually think that it's going to have to take a ton of time. Right. Absolutely not. This needs to be something that is so simple that you can do it in like 10, 15 minutes a week. And that's it. That's it. You just move on to your life. Right. Which plays into another thing that I like to tell people is like, if you are financially boring, that is a good thing. 
Yeah, like it's like being, being boring when you go to the doctor and there's no problems. Exactly. Your system should be simple and it should be boring. It should not be something that, like I said, is all of these games, all these hacks, all these tricks, you know, whatever. I'm trying to hack the system. No, absolutely not. That's where you get yourself in trouble. That's where your your strategy gets so complicated that you end up setting yourself up for failure in a bunch of different ways. So that's rule number one is keep it simple. Rule number two is try to be as boring as possible. Yeah, I think the way that you just explained it too, your system should be so simple that I can walk in, I can look at your spreadsheets or however you're managing your money and it should make sense to me. It shouldn't be so complicated that you have to explain all these different bits and pieces and how every little intricate piece works. It really, to get started to make progress, it's gotta be simple. But how do you do that? How do you create a system that's simple and boring? (laughs) but gets results. Yeah. Because I think that that's where people just get tripped up is like, again, they think that for it to work, that it has to be super complicated and it has to be something that they just haven't learned yet or there's some secret code that (laughs) that they've got to figure out and it's got to be complicated. So how do you create a system that's really easy to use, doesn't take a lot of time, but actually gets you where you want to go? Yes. The first thing that we did to make managing money easy was to master our budget, to be really good at understanding how much money do we make and how much money do we spend and really get dialed in on those two pieces of the equation. Especially if you are a couple, is that you need to find tools that not only are effective and and work for you and make sense, but that both of you can access. For us, that meant at first we used every dollar before we moved on and ended up creating our own tools that we felt like served us better. That was our budgeting component. And this was really important because we could both log into every dollar at the same time and track transactions and both of us could see what was going on with our budget. So that kept us really, really organized so that we always knew where we were at financially. And then even now using our own tool, it's all on Google Drive. So whenever you have your phone, even though it's not an app, you can still pull it up and look and see where you're at and how much money you have left to spend in each category, et cetera. So your budget is super important and a really key part of being organized with your finances, and especially when you're making financial decisions with someone else. Right. Well, the budget in particular is the opportunity to be in control of your finances. If you want to be organized, that means that you have to be in control. It's like cleaning up your room. It's going to be putting the bed together, putting the clothes away, getting everything in its right place. That's creating the budget and sticking to your budget. But without that, the room is chaotic and you don't really know where anything is. And so that's why the budget is so important to staying organized. It's how much money do I make? And then where's the money going each and every month? And that's what your budget is made of, is letting you know that data that you talked about. It's like, I'm collecting data. How much money do I make? Okay, I make this much money. Where's that money going? How much am I spending? Do I have the opportunity to save, pay off debt, invest, whatever it is? There's no way to be organized with your day-to-day life with money without having a clear picture of the numbers and how you're using your money. Yes, exactly. So it is the first place that we start with absolutely everybody. You cannot skip this step. It is so amazing how just this gathering of information, getting organized just with your budget alone is so helpful in making better financial decisions. And it gives you that clarity. Like you're saying, like once things are really sorted and organized, then you can start to say, okay, now what changes can I start to make and what improvements can I make, et cetera. But if you don't have that budget that's giving you crystal clear, good data, then you can't make good financial decisions. Right. You're really just shooting in the dark. Yeah. Whenever we start with our clients, you know, everybody wants to get the plan of like, how quickly can I get out of debt? How 
How quickly can I make that emergency fund? Yeah. What but, should I do? Do I need to pay off the credit card? Do I need to invest? What, should, what uh, you know? How much should I be doing over there? Right. But until we've mastered the budget and really know how much money you have to work with, how much money you have to play with, then it's really impossible to actually know, oh yeah, you could be out of debt in two months. But without actually getting organized, how are you going to know that you can get out of debt that fast? It's just impossible. You're like, I think if I put $500 towards it you know, for the next four months, we'll be okay. But oh, well, if I got organized, I could get out faster. This is what's so funny, right? Like it's like so much financial information out there. It's just like, oh, well, hypothetically, if you just save 30% of your paycheck for this long, then you'll be here. But it's like, we could talk about, I should be saving that amount or that percent, but A, that is still going to equivalent, that's still going to be different dollar amounts for everybody because yes. it makes a different amount of money. But also, I what if I just genuinely don't have that much money available in a given month so which is the case for most people like like you just said i could very randomly tell you oh you could be completely debt free in six months if you just pay off five thousand dollars a month of your debt and you're fine but you can't pull together two hundred dollars a month right yeah let's be realistic about our goals so if we go immediately oh well here's how much you should be paying off your debt that doesn't make any sense if it's completely disassociated from anything that's real realistic for you Mm-hmm. So you you need good data to be organized and to be able to make those good financial decisions. So your budget is your budget is definitely the first thing. And then, like I said, to be organized, you both need access to that and yes. you both need to be using it and updating it however often you agree upon. But if you're not both doing that, then one of you is going to be in the dark all the time and it's going to throw off the whole system. So you so that's critical. The second piece to staying super organized with your finances, I'm never going to stop saying it, is your cash flow. Your cash flow is critical. People don't understand that they need to be tracking their cash flow. They need to know where they're at any given day in terms of how much money they actually have available to them to make a payment towards their debt, to put money into savings or whatever. It needs to be timed appropriately so that you don't have hiccups in your cash flow so that you don't create problems for yourself. Like this, that's how you stay organized Yeah, is you know how much money you have at any given time so that you don't create problems. Right. So understanding my cash flow allows me to make sure that I can make financial decisions without the repercussion of having to pull money right back out of savings. Let's say I put money exactly. in savings and then I got to pull it back out. Or even worse, if you're really like, if every dollar matters and you start making decisions too soon, that's how you get overdraft fees by not understanding your cash flow. Like, And now you're really moving backwards. Exactly. Now every $35 or whatever it is, it's it, it's expensive and it, it kind of compounds really fast when people end up having overdrafts. It happens multiple times in a row. Oh yeah, for sure. So understanding your cash flow allows you to avoid those things. And it really is huge in making you feel organized. Yeah. So that's the second piece of getting really organized. The third thing that's really helpful for staying organized that allows you to just really see 30,000 foot view where you're at makes helps you make really big financial decisions is having your net worth really laid out line item by line item, which is like, you know, accounts or different assets, liabilities, all of that, seeing all of those with values in the same place that ca- then calculates your net worth. So we created a net wealth calculator and tracker for ourselves. And then now it's available for clients and stuff too, where you plug in all of those things. And so I can very quickly come in and look at either my finances or a client's finances. And I can say, okay, cool. So you've got this Roth, this brokerage, the savings account. What kind of savings account is this? Is it the right savings account? What is this money for? What's going on here? And we can very quickly see what are the bigger moves that we need to make to improve your strategy 
so that you can make the most of your money. Get Like I said, this is your 30,000 foot view, but it's really saying, okay, all of my money, I can see where all of my accounts are in one place. And it forces you to look at like what accounts are out there and where do I have the opportunities to streamline things? Where do I have opportunities to tighten things up and really put more money to work in a better way so that I'm not having to work as hard myself? Right. Even the creating of your net worth by going through and listing out all the money in your checking, in your savings, all the investments that you have, listing out all of your liabilities, your debts, how much you owe on your car, whatever it is, just doing that alone is huge organization. Like not only does it help you make better decisions, but getting all those pieces is part of the organization process. Right, exactly. It, I mean, to stick with your like cleaning your room example, right? Uh-huh. Like you kind of have to pull everything out of the closet to know what's keep, give away, throw away, whatever. Sure. You know? So- So you do need to, you have to take inventory. So that's what we really call this is like a personal inventory of what are your accounts? What are the values? What are we working with? And that's going to, again, just help you make better decisions for where are my opportunities to improve? Where can I double down? All of that sorts of stuff. So everything that's associated with organizing your finances, the purpose of all of it is to make better, more informed financial decisions and to make them easier to make. Right. Because when you when everything's just kind of scattered or it's just in your head and it's like big old cluster fluff in your brain, you're not going to make good decisions. You're going to keep just shooting from the hip. You have to get it all on, you know, digital paper, as it were. Like I said, it's all in yeah. Google Drive for us, you know, but but um, you have to get it down so that you can look at it and start to make really good decisions about it. Right, and that, like I said, that alone is just such a huge organization process that it feels really good to say, okay, this, this is what this I'm is working me. with. This is me on paper. Yeah. It just feels really good to say, okay, I have some really good things going on over here with my assets I've been investing, but I also have some liabilities that I should look at and be taking care of as well. But it really just becomes clear. You know, how many times have you been working with somebody and they're like, I didn't, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. it could be a good thing or a bad thing. It doesn't, it's just, oh, I forgot about this old retirement account with another employer. Oh, wow. That just increased your net worth by $20,000 because you didn't even realize it was there. And you went in and collected that information and made sure you didn't lose your money. That's yeah. important. Yeah. There's always surprises. There's always surprises. But even even for those where you run this and your net worth is negative, that's still information that you absolutely need to be able to improve the situation. Yes. You have to know what you're dealing with. So right. you need that data. And the last piece to organizing your finances is the accounts that you use. Why do people avoid putting together their net worth? Why do people avoid budgeting? One of the reasons is they have so many accounts, it's so complicated to manage. Yeah, it just takes too much time. It's like it's confusing, annoying. I got 20 different passwords and usernames that I need to remember. Yeah. It's, it's hard to keep up with. So by having a what we call a streamlined system, it makes everything a lot easier. And so what we're going to talk about here is just your day-to-day accounts, the ones that you use on a regular basis. We're not talking about investment accounts, but we recommend that people have one checking account, one high-yield savings account, and one credit card. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. Even you do if not need more than that. If you're in a relationship, that's all you need as well. Yep. We recommend one checking account, one high-yield savings account, and one credit card couples as well. You just got to kiss it. You got to keep it simple, stupid. Right. Keep it simple. Keep it boring. You're creating more challenges for yourself than you realize by having more more credit cards, et cetera. You know, I was just talking to a client the other day and he was telling me how his dad 
was like, oh, you need a second credit card because what if you get yourself in a bind with the one credit card? And I was like, yeah, we're going to build a program where you're not ever in a bind with your one credit card. Yeah. Like that's that's the solution. I know that kind of sounds a little maybe a little douchey, but it's the truth. Like your goal should be to not have to have that as a bind. And your credit card shouldn't even be your emergency fund. Your emergency fund is your emergency fund. Exactly. But so many people just have those all these different types of ideas in their head of like why they need way more accounts than what they actually need. Yes. And, you know, the only reason we even say you need a high yield savings account is because your basic savings account doesn't pay you any interest. Why would you why would you do that? You have 10 grand in the bank, you know, as your emergency fund. Why would you not be earning 60 bucks a month on that? That just doesn't make any sense when you could. That's date night. There you go. Or you just let it compound. Like, that's fine, too. And that's your lowest hanging fruit for passive income, you know? So it's just really funny how people, like, overcomplicate things. And especially when it comes to, like, credit card games is is really what I call it, when you're just, you're chasing points and all that kind of crap. But three accounts is all you need. It keeps it so simple when you have three accounts. And when you have just the one checking account, you log into that and you can easily just see how much money is available to you at that particular moment. You can look at all your transactions in one place and go from there. And it, it just makes decision-making so much easier. One of the points I love that you made about having just one credit card is that it's so easy to catch fraud. I mean, this is something, oh, it's, it's like a, a small benefit, but think about it. If I got six different credit cards, it's easier for something to slip through the cracks. It's easier to miss a payment. There's so many things that can happen when I have too many things to manage by like, I can easily manage one credit card. Six, that starts, that's six times more complicated. Well, and for most people, even managing checking and a credit card. Yes. And even that can throw people off a lot. Why would you add more complexity to that? Just don't. It, it just, like you said, it gives more logins, more places that you have to go to look at all of your transactions to track them. It's just wild. Yeah. Another thing that people like really like to make the case for, especially as couples, is that, you know... Well, we have one joint account that we both put our money into, and then we have our individual accounts and whatever. And again, I mean, you do you, but I'll tell you what, it's overcomplicated. It's making things harder than they need to be. Your income is not optimized. Right. When you have it to where you are super streamlined and you are running really lean and just everything is super tightened up and organized, you are making the most of both of your incomes and you're going to skyrocket to your goals. Yeah, I remember right around the time that we went from, you know, we were we just got married and we had two bank accounts and we were merging the, the two into one. And I remember how much simpler everything became just by us putting them together. And one of the things, and I bring this up, at, I like to bring this point up a lot, is that everybody feels safe with a certain amount of money in their checking account. So every checking account that you have, we call that a buffer. Yeah, it has to have that buffer amount in it. So if you have two or three different checking accounts because you're in a relationship, then each one of those has to have a buffer. When you combine all of those accounts, then you only have to have one bit of buffer and it's so much easier to manage and you feel like you're really maximizing your income. Yeah. And then the more organized that you get using this whole system that we use, at least that buffer is actually you're able to have that buffer be less and less. You know, you move from feeling like I need at least $5,000 in my checking account, you know, just in case to like, I'm like, I don't care, hundred bucks. Like I have an alert on my phone, the end, it like, that's fine. You know, (laughs) like, because my money is going to work for me. Like I intentionally keep it that tight because I don't want my money sitting in a checking account doing nothing. It's honestly, people will hear this. I guarantee you, you'll be like a hundred dollars in your bank account. Why would you ever... You do that because my money is going to work. 
My money is either pushing into that high yield savings account, it's going to my investment, or I'm using it, you know, but it's not just sitting there collecting dust and depreciating. Right. It's serving a purpose. There's no reason for it to be in there when you are super organized and you are running this tight. And when you know your numbers so well and everything's predictable, you don't need more than $100 in the bank because you know what to expect, what's coming in the future. There's no surprises that are going to hit your bank account and then you're going to go, oh man, what happened? That no, just you're organized. Happen. You have a plan. Go. It went to 100 and then it's going to shoot back up, but then it's going to shoot back down because that money immediately gets put to work. Yes. It's not just there just as a little security blanket for no real reason. My security blanket, like I said, is in a high yield savings account. You know, you know, like it doesn't it just doesn't live in that checking. That checking is a pass through and right. everything gets dumped into it. And then it immediately gets pushed out into the other accounts that we have to get put to work. But you cannot do that if you do not get super organized in all of these ways that we've already mentioned. So number one is have a budget. Start getting good data. Where's my money coming from? Where's it going every month? Number two, cash flow. This is going to give you that understanding of how much do I have and when. And this is going to help you also with like we're talking about having this buffer in your account, et cetera, making sure that you don't experience those inconveniences that can happen when you are starting to be more aggressive as you save money, pay down debt, et cetera. Number three is to have a net wealth calculator. So to put all of your assets in a column, your liabilities in another, calculate your net worth, but to see all of your accounts in one place, what their balances are. And to start to look for opportunities and things like that. So that's why you want to do that. And then number four is to have a streamlined account system. This is our system that we've created. We've, we've figured out, like, how do you make this as simple as possible? And that is the streamlined account system. Or for couples, streamlined shared account system. Because we believe in just keep, like we said, keeping it so simple that it's super boring and you can just come back to it again and again, and it just makes sense. It's just easy to use. Yeah, especially in the relationship. It's just when it's simple and you're the primary person who likes the finances, if you keep it simple, then your spouse will easily follow it. It's not something that they got to figure out and they're going to dread talking about the money with you. If it's simple, they'll be part of the conversation and be able to follow along and add their input that will make sense. Well, and that's why we made the tools the way that we made them is we looked at a nauseating amount of different freebies and downloadables or buy it on Etsy spreadsheets and different apps and all this sort of stuff. And there's just so many bells and whistles that don't help you at all. They just confuse you, honestly. Uh -huh. And you, they get all these you know, fancy calculations and percentages and What's this ratio? What's that savings rate? And what's that? That You do not need that, especially as you are getting started. That stuff is just their vanity metrics that don't really mean anything. So what we did was we said, how do we make this as simple as possible so that you can look at it and know exactly what you need to do and not get lost in all of these like weird spreadsheets and charts and whatnot that you're refiguring out every time you come back to it. And that is the case with all of the things that we've checked out, but it's also the case for the people who try to do it themselves. Right. And so we have like a review from someone recently about the cash flow freedom framework. And they were talking about how they were an Excel nerd, but their spouse definitely was not. And so she would always try to create some sort of budgeting system for them, but it was way over complicated, way over thought. And he just wanted to pretty much throw up every time she tried to show it to yeah, him. He wasn't interested. You know, he wasn't interested. But they got the cash flow freedom framework and she's like, we're actually having effective conversations now 
Like, this is so much simpler. I was making it way more complicated than I needed to. And that's so classic for the nerd. The nerd overthinks it. And they try to just like, oh, I know how to make this chart on Excel. And it's like, yeah, you know how to. It doesn't mean you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not helpful. So that's what we ended up doing for, for our spreadsheets. You just need to keep it so simple. All, the biggest name of the game is to just stay organized and have something that you can just understand and makes financial decisions super, super easy. Yeah, I was going to say the difference between someone who's organized and disorganized is the person who spends very little time managing their money, but can easily make decisions. They're very effective and they're they're able to actually automate effectively too. People love to automate their finances, but if you aren't organized, you, it just you end up pulling money back out of accounts because you're not quite ready yet. Yeah. If you're not organized, you cannot systemize, you can you cannot optimize. Yep. You you don't get to graduate to those levels. So you have to start with organization before you start to systemize, which is automations and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then optimize, which is like how do I improve? How do I make sure that I have the right mix of investment accounts or, you know, whatever, right? Or where you get to move to optimization, which is where you really start to tighten things down and get really strict and do like what we're we're talking about earlier about getting down to like, I have a hundred bucks in my checking account. Who cares? You know? Yep. It's also why people who have money act like they're broke. Cause all our money is going off working for us. So you act like you're broke because in a way you kind of are, but you're not. <laughs> um, but anyways, so so yeah, you just don't get to move on to those you know, sexier things that people want to jump to if you aren't organized to begin with. So yeah, so that's this week's episode on how to start to organize your finances. What are the things that you really need to start doing? Obviously, like we talked about a few times, we've got the Cashflow Freedom Framework for you. It's on our website. It's just radcoaches.com. You'll find information about that there. If you just want tools that are super easy to use and you want to learn more about our budget, cash flow, net worth calculator, as well as the streamlined shared account system, it's all in the cash flow freedom framework. It's just right there for you. Feel free to go check that out and learn more about it. But that's everything we have for you this week. And until next time, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Dylan. And, and we're, we're Rad, Rad Coaches. Coaches.